This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The red wave energy is in the air. Elon Musk is wasting no time changing Twitter. And what on earth is going on with this Paul Pelosi alleged attack? This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, Problematics, it is a new week here. We got so much to get into. But first of all, before we get into anything else, you all know... Uh, about my pillow, mypillow.com, uh, the best pillows, the best slippers, the best sheets. There's so many different things going on on mypillow.com that you can get. And if you go there right now and use my code RS15, you can get 15% off at mypillow.com. That is RS15 for the best pillows, sheets, towels, slippers and everything that your conservative dollars can buy. All right, let's get into this. Uh, You know, first of all, like I told you before, I'm going to get into the Elon Twitter stuff, and I'm going to get into the Paul Pelosi stuff a little bit later on. But first, the problem is there's something that is going on in the air right now. What is going on right now is there is so much energy on the right. There is so much energy behind Republican candidates. There is so much energy behind this red wave that everybody has been predicting this year. It's starting to seem like a red tsunami. And I got to be clear, Problematics, you know that I do not exist in echo chambers. I do not talk in talking points. I am going off of a feeling. I'm going off of what I'm seeing. I'm going off of what I'm hearing. And you have to look at so many different things that are going on. So obviously, I'm in New York City right now. I'm obviously on a a flight today. 
Um, and I'm going to be out of New York City for the winter. I'm pretty much done until I, I come back and forth to do, you know, Fox and, and a couple other different things. But even looking at New York City, we've got a Republican that is running for governor. His name is Lee Zeldin. And, and this person has got a, a better shot than anybody, I think, in recent memory, than any Republican in recent memory of actually winning this thing. You've got a Democratic candidate, Kathy Hochul, who was, number one, not elected. This person is not showing up to things. She got her clock cleaned at the debate. She seems to just be depending on the status quo Democrats and liberals um, in New York City and in upstate to sort of elect her to power for the first time. Because like I said, this is an unelected person. Okay, that we have an unelected governor who is only governor because Andrew Cuomo got me too'd. She got in. She changed absolutely nothing. She is a machine hack party politician who will change absolutely nothing that truly, honestly needs to be changed in New York State. Uh, this is a state that really, really, really needs some some strong Republican leadership to save it. So this person, Kathy Hochul, is in danger of losing the governorship, which is, it is nuts that you're in New York State, and, and I'm in New York City, which is the deepest and the deepest of the blue, but here's the thing, people are fed up, people are tired, and it's not even about the fact that Lee Zeldin is just some amazing candidate with all this charisma and all these great ideas or any of that. It's not even that. It's just that people are so fed up with the crime. People are so fed up with the inflation. People are so fed up with the status quo that they are ready to try something different. And that is why you've got so much energy around Republican candidates right now. Um, you have so much energy. I would even tell you, even two months ago, when we look at the Georgia Senate race, even a couple of months ago, I would have just said that, you know, these people are just going to go ahead and vote Raphael Warnock back in. I would have told you that Herschel Walker doesn't really have a chance. And now I honestly really do think that he does. I'm very bullish on the House and the Senate going red. And this is not about the fact that these Republican candidates are so strong. Like, I don't particularly, you know, you guys have just told me, like, I don't think that there's anything particularly special about Lee Zeldin. I certainly don't think that there's anything particularly special about Herschel Walker. It's just that these are people that are at the right place and at the right time for an electorate that is fed up with everything that we've been seeing over the past couple of years. And that is just reality. And if you want to talk about some races where I believe that there are very strong candidates, you can talk to, you know, Dr. Oz in, in Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Uh, Fetterman is so pathetic. His debate performance last week was so pathetic. There are some people that just wish that anybody that's around him that actually loves him would, would really want him to just bow out of this whole thing uh, because he's really just this bad. And he's so bad and has so little energy that now they're going to all of these stunts. I don't know if you saw it on social media, but John Fetterman <laughs> posted a photo. And he really did this, folks, by the way. So he posts a photo of one of his signs that was half burned. So it was burned just so much that you would see that it was a John Fetterman sign. And apparently somebody got there to take a picture of it um, right at the point before it burned 
uh, to being unrecognizable. And so these are the stunts that they're doing. And they expect, like I tell you problematics over and over and over again, that these people think that you are stupid. And so they expect for you to fall for this. And so when they tweet stuff out like this, automatically it's, oh, these evil MAGA people that hate democracy, they're trying to ruin our democracy. You know, you've got to keep us in power so we can protect you from these people. It's all patently, it's absurd. It's absurd. And like I said, Dr. Oz has an uphill battle in Pennsylvania because what a lot of people don't realize, and I did, uh, Kaylee McEnany has a show uh, through the midterms on Fox Nation, 6 p.m. live streaming every night. I did it last week. And I brought up that not a lot of people were aware of that about 48% of the early voting, so of all of the mail-in early voting ballots that were requested, in Pennsylvania, 48% of those were already turned in even before the debate. So that's why the Fetterman people wanted to push the debate so far, you know, and, and they, they got away with it to a certain point. But now you see him in action and you're like, oh, my God, I, I can't believe this. And then that doesn't even speak to Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is a, is a really good candidate. He's calm. He's collected. You know, he, he's there. And the only thing he has to do is basically not drool on himself. And he's going to look better than John Fetterman. Now, when we look at Ohio, J.D. Vance versus Tim Ryan, that is like the Tim Ryan. It is just a dying campaign. He just it's dying. Tim Ryan looks tired. He is speaking to groups of 10 people, which granted to give him the benefit of the doubt. When you're a politician, sometimes the groups aren't, aren't going to be that high when you're out there campaigning. So give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But he's speaking to small groups. He looks defeated. He looks tired. It's the same old crap. And so what you're seeing, whether it's J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan, whether it's Dr. Oz and Fetterman, whether it's Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock, or whether if you're looking in the Arizona governor's race, if you're looking at Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs, who's, I don't, this person is so bad, I don't even know how Katie Hobbs got the nomination. And so the choices for the voters are so clear. And for me, like I said, these people, like, I'm not an undecided independent voter. I'm always, I'm always going to go red or lean red. That's just who I am. But independent voters decide elections. And if you're, if I'm an independent voter and I'm looking at these people, and if I'm looking at these people, Standing next to one another in every race that I just told you about, I'm thinking that you've got a side of party hacks that will change absolutely nothing that has made your life infinitely harder over the past two years. Because I know that MSNBC land, and I know that far left land on Twitter and blue check Twitter don't realize this, but people's lives have actually gotten harder over the past nearly two years since Joe Biden got elected. And that stuff trickles out in, in a president as weak as Joe Biden is, as fundamentally weak as Joe Biden is, this is going to trickle down to candidates, whether you're talking about governor, Senate, whether you're talking about student council, or student council, um, school board, PTA, dog catcher, all of that stuff. The fundamental weakness of Joe Biden is sort of rolling downhill and affecting all of these other candidates. 
because there's this fundamental sense and and this is the stuff that I think is signifying this 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 red wave this red tsunami that we're going to see is that fundamentally these people don't have answers the left they don't have answers their answers are pulling stunts um burning half of the thing with Fetterman their answers are this weirdness with Nancy and Paul Pelosi by the way like I'm going to get into that next segment cuz it's it's just weird all they have are these stunts and shows. Now, since the economy is crap and people had to go back to work and people are not being paid uh, to sit around at home anymore, you don't have all the BLM idiots out there on the streets because all the BLM that the the BLM stuff and everything that happened in 2020 that'll never happen again. We'll never have a perfect storm of people being angry but also subsidized by the federal government. And told to get out in the streets and elect Democrats. It's not happening. So they literally have nothing. They have absolutely nothing. And that is where all of this red wave energy is coming from. But you know what? Problematics, I lied. They don't have nothing. They have stunts and lies and propaganda and misinformation that they're putting out there. Case in point, this weird Paul Pelosi attack story. I'm going to get into that right after the break. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Problematics, welcome back. So I told you that I was going to talk a little bit about uh, Twitter and Elon Musk. And I'll talk uh, about that a little bit uh, because that comes after what I'm going to talk about right now, which is this Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi attack story, which is odd. <laughs> to say the least. This is very odd. We are getting multiple... And, and it's really funny that this broke on a weekend because there are so many different things that came out. First of all, so the first story that we get is that Paul Pelosi's home has been broken into by some maniac that screamed, where's Nancy? They are home in San Francisco, which is horrifying. First of all, it's scary. Everybody's like, holy crap, is this some nutter? Like, is this some crazy person? Like, what is going on? This is not cool. You know, you condemn political violence and all of that stuff. That's not the answer. And so that's the first story that we get. And so then, as soon as something like this happens, the liberals on the left and the blue check, all of a sudden... It's, oh, this must have been one of those crazy MAGA people because their rhetoric is causing violence and all of this other stuff. And, and when they say all of these things, they somehow forget the uh, radical leftists that tried to kill Steve Scalise at the congressional football at uh, the congressional baseball game a couple of years back. They forget how Rand Paul was literally attacked by his neighbor, and they laughed at that. By the way, they they said, oh, you know, they didn't go far enough, or blah blah blah. So when crazy liberals attack republicans it's a joke and nobody ever talks about it but when a crazy and like i said we don't even know this is a magna person we don't know this person's politics when that happens all of a sudden blue check twitter 
is rushing to say this is MAGA violence and this is Republican rhetoric and this is all these different things and I want every person with a Republican by their name to immediately denounce this and thank God that Republicans are getting hip to that game because you want to wait a little bit before you, you need to wait for facts to come out. And so the more facts that we get, the more nuttiness that we get. We get uh, apparently, and, and like I said, this is all malleable. This is all sort of changing right now. So we hear that, you know, Paul Pelosi and the attacker were both in their underwear. It's like, wait a minute, why were two uh, grown adult men fighting in their underwear at two o'clock in the morning? Then we hear that there was a third party that actually let the police officers in the house. Then we hear that there's no security on the house at all, which is weird for the person uh, that is basically third in line for the presidency for their residents to not have any sort of security. So that's when everything started getting weird. And that's when people started to question the agenda and to question the propaganda and to question what it was that we were hearing. And Glenn Greenwald, who I've told you guys that I, that I love before, Glenn Greenwald made an excellent point on Twitter. And he said, it really does speak to where we're at right now as a society where the second that you question um, whatever corporate media says about something like this, you're immediately deemed a far-right conspiracy theorist. Do you notice that? If you question what NBC News writes or if you question what CNN writes, and they're basically stenographers for the for the regime at this point. So if you question any of these things, you are a right-wing conspiracy theorist. And that's a little nutty to me. It's a, it's a little crazy, right? It's a little crazy. And it's just a really good point that Elon Musk had made, you know? And so I thought that that was very, very interesting that this whole thing was going on. And that... It's now there's this idea that you can't question this. But anyway, back to the Paul Pelosi thing. So there's so much stuff coming out that we don't know what's real and what's fake. And I think I tweeted over the weekend that this story is about to get memory hold because there's something going on here that the regime does not want out. There's something that is going on here that these people do not want you to know about. And I don't know. And like I said, this is speculation. I don't know if it's that Paul Pelosi is bisexual and he was like hooking up with some dude, whatever. If he had an escort that he didn't want to pay. What, like this is speculation. You can, there's all sorts of reasons that you can speculate. But what I noticed from being on Twitter a lot this weekend, which I generally try not to be on the weekends, but all of this was going on, was that it seemed like regime media was rushing to clean something. Like they were rushing to clean a bunch of stuff up. So what happened with this? I have no idea. What I do know is that the information that came out was so muddled and messy from the very beginning that now at this point, I'm not going to believe anything that I hear about. I'm not going to believe anything that NBC News says about it. I'm not going to believe anything that CNN says about it. And so back to Elon. So Elon gets, so now, you know, the agenda is, all, they're, they're after Elon now. They're after Elon because Elon Musk has just bought Twitter. The deal went through and the regime is freaking out. 
Because what a lot of people do not know about Twitter, and I've said this before in previous episodes, Twitter is nothing, Twitter is, was a function that was fully controlled by the left. Fully, fully, completely, utterly, completely, 100% controlled by the left. Um, They had bots to elevate liberal accounts. They would not verify conservatives. I've been trying to get verified on Twitter for years. Has just not happened. They artificially inflate the engagement of a lot of these different accounts, right? The AOCs of the world. Um, the regime propagandists, all of that stuff. So that's kind of what they're doing. They they artificially elevate this stuff. And even outside of that, Twitter's got a lot of fake bots as well. All right? And so immediately, as soon as Elon came in, immediately, like, I saw, number one, I mean, I, I'm to the point where, you know, on Twitter... I probably get, you know, I'm always losing followers and maybe I'll get like five, 600 followers a month, something like that, because I'm being so suppressed because I'm not a leftist, because I'm not a liberal. Um, you are only elevated on liberal or on a Twitter and all these other social media platforms if you, if you toe the line. So immediately I like get like two, 3,000 more followers like that. So whatever the mechanisms were that were suppressing my voice or whatever on, on Twitter, um, are starting to be lifted right now. This is freaking the left out. Joe Biden just got fact-checked on Twitter. This freaks them out. This freaks out the left because it's not something that they can control anymore. So there's all these Hollywood celebrities like, oh, I'm leaving Twitter. I can't be here anymore. Um, They're all freaking out. They're all whining about it. And it's not so much that no, it is. I was going to say it wasn't so much that they hate free speech, but they do hate free speech because the their ideas are so bad. With a documented record of failure, by the way, that they can only win when the game is rigged. They can only succeed when all other ideas and speech is being suppressed. The vast majority of people are not far left. The vast majority of people are not woke. The vast majority of people just do not live their lives in the way that the far left activists that have been elevated by platforms like Twitter that they've controlled do. It's just not, it's not a real thing. It's just not real. And so now they're all freaking out. And so back to Elon and this Paul Pelosi thing. And so this is from NBC News. Um... And so what happened was Elon responded to Hillary Clinton. She tweeted out an L.A. Times story about the attack, the suspect in the attack on Paul Pelosi named David DePape, who, by the way, is a super leftist that lived in like some far left commune that was all BLM and LGBTQ and all of this stuff. Like, doesn't sound like a MAGA Republican to me. But anyway, Clinton tweeted the link. Along with the message, the Republican Party and its mouthpiece has now regularly spread hate and deranged conspiracy theories. It is shocking but not surprising that violence is the result. As citizens, we must hold them accountable for their words and the actions that follow. So again, 
this is Hillary Clinton towing the line, knowing that if this is proven to be false, if proven that this person was not a MAGA Republican, that is proven that maybe this was not a politically motivated attack whatsoever, she doesn't have to apologize for it, she doesn't have to answer for it, she doesn't even have to delete the tweet. They just say things. They just say things. And so Musk repeated, or Musk replied to the tweet, um, said that there's a tiny possibility there may be more to this story than meets the eye. He tweeted to a website called the Santa Monica Observer, which basically NBC News is calling a right-wing website. So who knows? Who knows? And so now they're saying police say that only two people were at home at the time of the incident, contradicting information shared at a news conference Friday. That suggested a third person that might have opened the door been in the house, right? And so this is from NBC News. Um, Information shared at a news conference on Friday suggested that a third person might have opened the door been in the house, okay? So this was a news conference. This is before a lot of people, whoever was trying to make this story look a certain way got to them. Oh, so if police only said that two people were there, well, then obviously that's true, because obviously there is just no way, shape, or form that somebody with as much political power as Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco may be able to influence the police there. No, there's just no way that that happens, just like there was no way that they would have been able to influence a complete media blackout on the Paul Pelosi DUI story. Oh, by the way, do we remember, did we not forget that less than two months ago, Paul Pelosi was arrested for a DUI and the mugshot was kept out of the press for months and months and months. So what I'm saying is this, I'm saying that we know enough nowadays about how this stuff is disseminated. We know enough about how the mainstream regime propaganda outlets lie. We know enough about all of these things to question all of this stuff. And it's not every questioning the narrative is not a conspiracy theory. It's not a deranged agenda. I'm old enough to remember when the um, coronavirus lab leak theory, that was a deranged conspiracy theory, right? Oh, that just got proven. That's a, that's a fact now. That's what people are leading to. Oh, yeah, even the Times. Oh, even the New York Times says that. So all I'm saying is this. I am not inclined to believe anything that is being reported on this Paul Pelosi story. And in fact, I bet you that it is dead by the end of the week. Because when they want to bury something, they bury it. There's something that they don't want people to know. It's, it's going to be dead by the end of the week. So coming up, I took a trip to Gutfeld last week. And I had a really interesting conversation with Tyrus Cat-Tenth Gutfeld uh, and Emily Campagno about Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, like the whole thing. I'm going to share that with you guys after the break. It was a good time. All right, Problematics, welcome back. To finish out this show, I want to share with you a little free-ranging conversation I had when I visited Gutfeld last week, which actually, by the way, ended up being the highest-rated show in the history of Gutfeld. We got 2.5 million viewers. It was incredible. If you were not one of those viewers, I'm going to share with you a, uh, a really fun conversation that I had with uh, Gutfeld, Tyrus, Emily Campagno, and Kat Temp. I'm going to share with you Greg Gutfeld's opening monologue. It was 
pretty funny stuff. No, he doesn't have COVID for the 14th time. The virus prefers living hosts. <laughs> but at least he knows who the president is, right? It was also Kamala's birthday. <laughs> she turned 30. <laughs> and happy birthday, great president. <laughs> so what? So he keeps calling Kamala the president. Maybe they're just role playing. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I know. But it's not like he's spaced out when asked if his wife supports him running for re-election. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh. Dr. Biden thinks that, uh, my wife thinks that, uh, that I, uh, that, that we're, that we're, Doing something very important. You know, if that was a concussion test, he definitely failed. <laughs> Joe's brain right now. The scans look like an Etch-A-Sketch. But maybe it's hard to answer softballs while making one in his pants. <laughs> but hey, at least he didn't get lost in the White House garden during a tree planting ceremony, right? <laughs> Uh, that was a cornfield maze. We'd never see him again. <laughs> Too bad Dr. Jill's not a botanist. I think her husband has Dutch elm disease. Someone please replace the nuclear football with a briefcase full of ping pong balls. But how does his staff keep letting this happen? It's like they're letting him wander on purpose. Help the poor guy out. Maybe if they flash a light, he'll walk toward it. <laughs> then again, maybe there's only so much they can do. Take this, for example. During a White House event taped last week, Biden claimed that his student loan bailout was passed by a vote. If you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two, and it's in effect. Wow, it sounds like, it sounds like Cat Tiff. <laughs> no, no one voted on it. It was an executive order. He doesn't seem to know what he's signing. Maybe they told him it was for free government pudding. This guy's running for president again? God help us. Anything to add, Joe? No, no, no. Look, look. I know what's going on. I'm sharp as a tack, Jack. And, uh, look, it, uh, one vote, one vote, passed by one vote. Me, my vote, that's what it is. Look, I get this, uh, look, it's like that old joke, right? You line ten guys up against a uh, wall and, uh, you know, bartender says, uh, <laughs> Anyway, you know how that one ends. <laughs> what was I saying? January 6th. <laughs> January 6th. <laughs> Rob, I got it. What is up with this staff? Like, they see this, and yet they every after every speech or ceremony or whatever, they just let him wander. Why don't they have a, a plan? Well, I mean, you know, at least it's not Easter, because then they had the staff member dressed up as the Easter bunny <laughs> yeah. to sort of direct him around. Joe Biden, he's just so old and, and just so out of it. 
You know, I, he's so old that I heard he sniffed a child that was actually above 13 years old. <laughs> I heard he is so old, he actually read the teleprompter correctly. So it just, it's, it's outrageous. We really need to stop electing 130-year-old corpses mm-hmm. as president. Yeah. 81 million people, you know, those 81 million people, they really uh, need to think about that next time. Yeah, it's true. Pyrus, um... He mentioned Kamala's name, and then he called her the president. Do you think he just forgot her name again? Like he just like he just went. Came okay, first of all, how dare you expect him to connect two paragraphs? Gut felt bad. Okay, he was clearly talking about two different things. Yeah. <laughs> but we got to stop calling this gaffes. Yeah. This isn't gaffes. <laughs> this is every day. Yeah. yeah. This is normal. When he says something that makes sense, we got to call that gaffe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's number one. And number two, the reason why no one's helping him, because you're going to get that. I can do it myself. Oh, yeah. Get off me. Yeah. yeah. Where am I? <laughs> like, so that's why they're not helping him. Plus, if they're anything like me, security, we got a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So they probably don't tip well. Yeah. So let, let it his be. ass wander off. You know? <laughs> I think that's, that's a reflection. That's how well you know your secret service and your bodyguards like you when they let your ass do that all the time. Exactly. Some the new guy's going to help. No, 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 no. just let it go. <laughs> let it unfold. Trust me, it'll be great. Cat. No. Cat, what about like he got, he didn't sound well. No, I know you <clears throat> that concussion test thing you said you're making a joke. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. He won't do he won't take questions after he gives a speech. What if we're like, okay, we'll give that up. Concussion test. (laughs) After every single speech. I think it's sad to have to suggest that, but what's even more sad is there's no way they'd allow that to happen. Yeah. Like, all politicians lie. This politician, we're like, does he know he's lying? Yeah. Like, you can't even really call him a liar because you don't know if he knows where he is anymore at this point. Yeah. It's in, like, it's like every time. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse. And they and Emily says he's going to run again. But maybe they just haven't told him he's not running. Well, even it's if like, they take, it's like taking grandpa's car keys away. Totally. It's like you can't run anymore. We're going to take your uh, whatever it is that you would take. Well, even if they told him, he would forget it two seconds later. <laughs> so you remember I used to be an EMT. There's the alert. And oriented times four, right? It's the test you ask someone to make sure that they're conscious. Mm-hmm. And there's four questions. It's basically like, do they know who they are, where they are, approximate time and date, um, and what's happening? Ironically, one of the questions is, like, who's the president? So literally, if you were to ask him, give him the, the AO times four, he would fail every question. Because That's... he certainly doesn't know who he is, or yeah. where he is, or what time of day it is, or approximately what is happening, or who the president is. But you know what he knows like enough Kamala. to do? He knows enough to say full sentences like, no serious guys until you're 30, as he yeah. sniffs a little girl's hair. So to me, he's, he's dead and also disgusting. You, um, uh, I forgot you were an EMT. Yeah. Oh, wow. That must have been fun, huh? Where were you? Uh, in, it was when I lived in Stinson Beach. Oh. I'm sorry. Could yeah. you imagine that? Like, I'm in a car accident dying. So wait, F- do this, do this. Yeah. Let me go. <laughs> go. I bet you were good. Better. I know you I can do CPR. Were. I can do CPR right now. I can put your test. I don't know what I'm going to be doing right now. What are you doing? Hold on. What am I holding my hand? What am I doing? Anyway, you got to go. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, you can. 
listen to Can't Cancel Rob Smith every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you go to, again, www.mypillow.com and use my code RS15, you will get 15% off of anything at the site. I'll see you next week. Or actually, I will see you tomorrow.